0: Hey guys, it's me, Rowan Huang. <laughs> All morning the house is so noisy, so I was debating whether I should do broadcast or not. But anyway, <laughs> I'll still give it a try. Um, before I start, my name is Rowan Huang. I'm an author, spirit coach, and also a psychic. 97 episode. We are counting down literally. Um, today I want to talk about phobia. Phobia, not necessarily, I don't know how you define phobia, but basically if you are afraid of something, and then you may or may not have information about it, then that's why I thought we would discuss here, right? Um, I want to give a couple examples. Um, while working with, uh, I've, been, I've been doing consultation for a long time, and through working with client, I noticed a lot of phobia usually come from, um, I call certain death, certain unexpected death. And then that instant trauma, right? The trauma that create at that moment of death. And then, you know, it kind of linger forward, or linger on uh, to this life, right? So of course there's something like that is created simply created in this life, which I believe you can find um, memory or you know information regarding why you are so afraid of certain thing. But here I'm just simply focusing on the area that you guys do not see. If you do not um, understand why you are so afraid of certain thing, right? Because in your memory you simply have no collective uh, memory regarding to that. The chances, it may relate to um, something happening in your past life, either you are dealing, but it, that's something usually associated with certain unexpected death. And here, I will give you example. I'll give you a couple examples based on the case I have. Um, I have my son. <laughs> I give you example of my son. That's a very typical one. My, my son is very afraid of water. <laughs> And then you guys probably think, um, or oh, afraid of water just because, you know, it could be they grow up, they're afraid to get drunk and things like that. Uh, he is a very unique case. I mean, since the day he was born, the day he was born, he really doesn't like water. He doesn't like water so much in a way, uh, even nurse think it's really weird. Like you try to bath, you know how they come up bloody, right? And then nurse simply want to give him a bath. And he screamed and then he shout <laughs> and so loud you know for a first day born baby like nursing is so weird like even nurse took a picture of it you know of course if my son allowed i would show the picture but now i'm gonna have to say no so because nurse say he never they never seen any kids like that usually warm water kind of soothe them and then They don't understand why the kid, the baby, is like screaming. That you literally see the whole body is all cringing and then the face is screaming and then, you know, it was all red, right? Because all the blood and all that. So, you know, since the day one, you, so if you, since the day one he was born, he hated water. And then, then you can probably imagine right ever since that every day giving him a bath is challenging we have to go like in and out in and out we have to be so fast right because usually if we don't wrap it up really quickly neighbor thought we are we are abusing the kids not knowing we literally just want to give him a bath because old books say if you give your baby a bath they will sleep better right and it seems to the reason, it seems to me, the reason my kids my son slept better is because he used all the energy screaming, right? Screaming and yelling. So by the time he go to bed, he just tired out, right? So that was a really long battle. And then, you know, sure enough, a lot of parents would tell me, oh, they eventually outgrow it. <laughs> you wouldn't ask. My son did not outgrow it, right? So every day giving him a bath is a battle. Was a battle. And then it go up to about, he was almost one year old. And we realized, oh, you know, maybe we can bring him to the bathtub. Like I got to go into the bathtub with him and to let him know it's okay, it's okay, right? So to figure out, at that time, I already starting this whole psychic journey. So to figure it out why he he has such a resistance of the water, I later on, I realized he was drowning in the previous life. Very directly, he was drowning in the ocean, and then he was, you know, I guess, dying, right? So every time he touched the water, he thought he was dying. So to to work this issue, right? I have to work this because I'm I'm never gonna raise a son who never wanna have a shower or bath or go to the water or swim, right? So since um, they. Within one year we start to introduce him to the water, right? So we discover the best way for him to not scream his lung out is we try to go into the bathtub with him, right? And make it fun game with him. So we did that and then, you know, even at the beginning he still had a little bit resistant. He didn't want to go there and then we continue said, Look, you're not gonna drown because I'm here. <laughs> You know, a lot of parents would think it's crazy. I'm a crazy mom because I'm literally telling my kids that he won't drown on my own bathtub, right? (laughs) But anyway, it helped, it helped because every day we have a bath and every day we're playing some fun game and then, you know, and then we will continue reassuring that you are not going to drown, okay? Because mommy's here and then your sister's here and you'll be fine, right? So we thought, we thought, we kind of overcome his fear of water because he hasn't screened his lung out for a while every time we have a bath time so it's not until he was about one and a half or you know two year old and then we decided to go to watermania right it's a water park I mean which kid doesn't like water park <laughs> right my kid my kid did not like water park <laughs> so we went to watermania and you know. She, he, have, he has shown the fear. He doesn't want to go into the water. And we thought, oh, it's okay. Because, you know, one and a half year old baby, you're not going to let them swim by themselves anyway. I'm going to be there the whole time. So I thought it would be okay. To my surprise, it was actually really bad. Because um, people passed by him and just simply splashed the water on him. He was screaming the whole time. He was latching onto me. There's no chance you can ever pull this baby out of me. The whole time we were there with so many family, he's simply latching onto me. Every time people walk by and splash water on him, he's screaming. That is about one and two years old. I think roughly about two years old, right? So it was at that moment I decided, look, I'm, I, I'm not gonna embrace this. Because this fear is gonna ruin his life, right? He have a phobia of water. Well, come on, we are seventy percent of the water. <laughs> so, so that time I keep telling, I start come up really weird saying, you know, if my kids remember, they'll probably tell you that. But I would say something. Look. You cannot be afraid of water because you are made out of water. <laughs> you are seventy percent of water. If you're afraid of water, what are you trying to say? You're afraid of yourself, right? And then since a young age we are saying you drawn once. You drawn in one life. You're not gonna I'm not gonna make you drawn again in this life. That's not gonna happen. We come to this life to overcome our task. It's not to embrace our fear, but to overcome our fear. So very different from probably older some mother who doesn't want to deal with their kids fear like you know just let it be because it was so much emotion going on right I end up start register my kids in swimming class I start taking my kid to swimming pool every day you know <laughs> and then every time he's resistant I say no come with me and then I will continue saying we are not gonna drown in this life that is not gonna happen so this is survival skill and you really have to learn to do it right so if you ever want to know how long does it take after swimming pool he's comfortable with swimming pool then i start taking him to the beach because that's where you all begin that's where he drawn by the beach right so he hated sand he doesn't want sand to get on un- he doesn't, every time his feet touch sand, he's getting cranky or he's, you know, upset or he's like screaming. He he doesn't want any sand getting to his shoes, right? So sure enough, once he's get comfortable with swimming pool, which is a like very frequent visit to the swimming pool, um, I start to take him to the beach. <laughs> take him to the beach. I say, you have to learn to swim. You have to overpower this fear because you ain't gonna drown again. It's like... So if you want to know how long it takes for my son to overcome his fear simply because he was drunk in last life, nine years, nine years of my life, I take my son in frequent visit to any place that had pool, have water, continue telling him in the face, say, you ain't going to drunk this life if you, you don't learn to overcome it right? I would make joke, I would say something about, well, you cannot be afraid of water. You cannot dislike water because your body contains 70% of the water. If you continuously afraid of water, that means you dislike yourself. And that's not what I stand for. So anyway, nine year of my life, <laughs> I take my kids all the time to overcome his fear. He had this phobia of water, right? So Now, he can enjoy water, he can go to pool, he can go to even open water, lake. He still doesn't like speech too much, but he got to enjoy, you know, water like everybody else. And he's not limited by, you know, the phobia of the water. Therefore, it's not going there. Bring back to myself. That's just an example for you. That is very real in my life. So, if you ask me if I don't know about phobia, oh, I have very good idea how phobia works, okay? (laughs) because I'm dealing with it in real, almost daily basis, right? During my kid's upbringing, but also because I'm working on my kids that also got me to look within myself and see what phobia is there that I am not dealing with. You know what I mean? So instead of before I'm say, hey, I'm afraid of hide, don't take me there, right? So I would say, hey, I'm so scared, don't take me, don't push me there right? I would try to tell myself, okay, what's my comfort level, right? What's my comfort level that I can push myself a little bit at a time to deal with my fear of high. So, you know, I get it, it takes a long time because in my head, I always got a reference, right? I got nine years to work on one phobia my son has. So I expect long time to work on my own phobia. So I start working little phobia of mine. That is, I have this phobia. I don't know if you guys have it, but this phobia is almost ridiculous. I, every time the guest tank go to empty, you know how the guest tank got empty, and then you simply pass, right past empty. It's phobia, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. My spelling is not going to be correct, but I will Google it, and maybe I will tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, I have this phobia is um, every time the, the guest... 10 past E and then e, the lights go on, I get anxious. I get very anxious and as it continued going to, you know, empty, totally empty, right? My breath would get really short. And then my whole body would get really cold. I would shake. My husband used to tease it because he think I'm exaggerating it. He's like, no big deal, right? It's no big deal if a gas tank run now. But it was really real to me and I did not know why. If you ever ask me have I been traumatized because my gas tank ran out, really never. <laughs> I never got traumatized once. Like gas tank run out of gas, gas, uh, the car run out of gas, right? Not one time in my life that like, I ever been traumatized by it. But for some really weird reason, every time it passed E my breath start getting short and then I'm eager to look for the gas station, right? Even though people would tell me, you can still drive about hundred kilometers or things like that, you are okay. I can't, I can, I just simply restless. So one time my husband's really pushing it a bit far because we were on the highway and you don't know how far, you know, freeway or highway, you don't know where the next gas station is going to be, right? And then in his car, he shows, we only can drive 50 kilometers that's it and you know sometimes when you go under it just blink and it doesn't tell you when it's gonna <laughs> how far it can drive that's the first time i realized this phobia is real because all of a sudden my whole body turned cold and i start having the sweat cold sweat and then i couldn't breathe i couldn't breathe i just continue to feel like you know someone is choking on my neck right and then I started getting very nervous, short of breath. So I was in the car. Oh, I was, please, please find a, find a guest station. And my husband thought I was just acting real until he realized it was for real. I'm really, really, you know, nervous, right? So sure enough, after that, you know, we eventually find a guest station. Thank God. <laughs> and I don't know why my reaction is so big until, you know, after the trip back and I have this conversation with a friend, you know, I don't usually go through the past slide to check on anything because I believe things can usually find out within this slide. So that's why it never come to my head. I should check on my own problem. Why do I have such a reaction to it? So it's not until I come back, I talk to a friend and then a friend tell me, why don't you check it? Because you know if you never get traumatized within your memory, why would you have such a strong reaction to it? Because she said, she told me, my, my dad, my mom's uh, car ran out of the. My mom's car ran out of mem- Ran out of gas. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little distracted. But all the time, and all it does is just car stop. There's nothing to be afraid of. So why am I doing this? So anyway, because she suggested, and I went to check out my own past life and realized it was somewhat in Germany. I'm pretty sure. And we, I was somehow try to escape. I somehow try to escape. It's a car full of people, right? And then the car ran out of gas and was stopped in a big field, like open square or something like that. And then soldiers catch up to us and my neck was literally, you know, strained to death by um, metal wire or something. So anyway after i discover it then it kind of makes sense to me why i have this almost fear i'm gonna die you know emotion when every time the gas go low right so what i did is because i work on my understand on the side i'm working on my son right now i gotta work on myself every time i'm driving and when (laughs) i go past e i telling myself joanne it's okay Rowan, you're okay, you're not gonna die. Nobody's gonna strangle you to death. <laughs> you know, if you listen to your friend, your car will slowly slow down and then you just have to park the side. Then you can go by the gas. So every single time, guys, my gas had push low, I'm telling myself, I'm not gonna die, I'm not gonna die, I'm not gonna die. So I did that for a really long time. Right, I did that for at least somewhere between, I would say nine months to one year. Every time I dry, I have to convince myself I'm, I ain't gonna die. <laughs> to now where I am, I can confidently say, or even my husband can tell you, oh, it's weird you no longer got, got so reacted so strongly like you were before. I say, yeah, that phobia, I work it already. I got no problem <laughs> with it, even though a, a guess totally run out I'm okay but you know to my own comfort level (laughs) I still like to fill it up if I can right but I no longer have that physical reaction because I take almost daily trainings tell myself I ain't gonna die so I cannot get in the sorry and get shy way. So because I've worked this, I work various uh, phobia of mine that I cannot find information of it. I continue telling myself and work it a little bit. I know the only way to really cure the phobia is actually push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. You know, within what I feel comfortable, continue pushing out a little bit, continue pushing out a little bit. So I give you an example as a gas tent for example, I will not tell you to totally run out of gas. <laughs> That is crazy, but you can always push it a little bit. Eventually, you'll feel comfortable. You'll feel comfortable, this is okay. Same thing as my son. I would bring him to the pool, you know, let's do, let's just stay here for 15 minutes, 15 minutes. You have to be in the water for 15 minutes. And then next day we, you know, when he's comfortable with 15 minutes, we push it to 20 minutes, we push it to 30 minutes. Something like that. So if you have any phobia, like you couldn't find any information what caused it, and then you have the mind to work it what i'm saying is really push yourself a little bit to out of your comfort zone and work it face it confront your own fear i'm not asking you to overcome it all at once but do understand for me car take almost nine months one year to my son take nine years of that so be a little bit gentle with yourself push a little bit confront your own fear you will eventually realize you have power over them those fear that come from nowhere, no longer have power over you. Because really what it based on is all based on imagination. Whether that imagination is real or not real. In our case, it was real in the past life, but is it real in this life? And my have I done something wrong so bad someone's gonna run after me and kill me? Probably not, right? So use that logic, use that logic wisely. Continue telling yourself, it's okay, it's okay. You know, I'm simply here working my fear. Right. So that's the same thing. I have a I I know somebody who have we call driving phobia. <laughs> we just start creating words because she cannot drive the car. She cannot drive the car. Anybody drive her is okay, but she cannot drive it. So in one session we have a conversation, right? And we discover the reason she cannot drive the car is she once drove a bus. She was a bus driver and she drove a car full of people. And then you know, because road is slippery or things like that. So the car fell on a cliff, so everybody died, right? So in this life, she doesn't mind to be in the passenger, but she doesn't wanna be responsible for everybody's life. So I did suggest for her to deal with her own fear a little bit at the time, maybe not drive on the road, but maybe she should start driving in the comfort area, like in the neighborhood or things like that. But you know, she, she couldn't, she couldn't really confirm her own fear. So what ended up happening is, you know, it's been almost 10 years past, she is still afraid of driving, right? So what I'm saying is, if you don't confront your own fear, the fear most likely will always be there. So this is a point you can sit at home and thinking, do I want my fear to control my life or Do I want to start controlling my life from this point forward? If you have a mind that you want to control your life from this point forward, my suggestion to you is you should start stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit a day, a little bit at a time. You know what? You know this is something you're very afraid of, right? Face it. Face it. push yourself out a little bit. Deal with it a little bit at a time, and then come back, pat yourself at the shoulder. Great job! Because I'm confronting my own fear. Eventually, you will see how that phobia or whatever phobia you have slowly diminish away. Because what your courage, you know what your strength and courage, like courage, like you, you are willing to deal with your fear, It's gonna help you push that phobia away anyway seems to talk a lot today but i just thought because i shared a little bit of my personal experience with you guys and maybe you guys can try it out within yourself again if you like what i'm doing you can always join me live on per- ah, no longer periscope <laughs> you can always join me live on facebook subscribe my youtube channel or go to my website at ruowen.com till then i see you guys tomorrow bye